This is The Journey's Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today, I'm talking with Jen Swanson. Jen has spent more than 25 years educating, encouraging, and empowering others to step out of being stuck and step into success. Jen guides, inspires, and journeys with individuals who want to move from where they are right now to where they dream of being. How do you say yes to the experience of life without becoming overwhelmed by everything swirling around you. So we're talking today about an experience that I think is pretty universal, the experience of feeling overwhelmed. And it's something that plagues so many people in a lot of different ways. Like we all have our degrees of what makes us feel overwhelmed. Like some people have a very high threshold to tolerate a lot of things. Some people have a much lower threshold. What is it in the experience of talking about being overwhelmed that connects back to your own personal experience because it's very likely and from what I've just come to know about you that this grew out of your own very intimate experience with being being overwhelmed (laughs) yes well I, I I've been a lifelong learner and I've gone back to school repeatedly for different certifications and training and um it was only six years ago that I, I uh, got a master's degree and started on a new career trajectory and, you know, with four kids and always having multiple jobs and different interests and passions. Um, it's it, it has in the past been not that difficult to get into a state of overwhelm. <laughs> you know, uh, there's so much going on and I'm also fairly intuitive. So, uh, which means... Um, that when things are overwhelming in the world, I feel that a little more than maybe maybe some people. Um, I know some of us who who are more sensitive that way um, uh, feel that weight, um, and and so it's not just what's going on in in our in our own circumstances, but it's sort of the global circumstances as well that can also weigh in on um, how that. Uh, plate gets full and how that sense of overwhelm uh, sits, you know, in a person's body. So um, through lots and lots of, of changes in career and experience and, and all of that, um, I have found times when I have not had a system, I have not had uh, perspective, and I seem to be mired in the muck and, and feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> and so I've come I've come over the years to sort of figure out that there are ways to manage it but it's um it's hard when you're right in the middle to see what's happening. You talk about the metaphor of the plate it's almost like a poo poo platter. Um, <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's filled with stuff. But there's a lot of things on that plate cuz overwhelm yeah. is not just I have a task list, right? It it could be emotional content on that plate. It could be what what is what do people face on that on that buffet table of overwhelm beyond just the tasks that they have to do well it's it's expectations and sometimes it's not just the expectations of others sometimes it's our own expectations so if you're a person who has really high expectations for yourself that you fail to meet repeatedly 
um, you can end up feeling that sense of, I can't, I, you know, I can't, you know, the, the words in our, the voice in our heads that say things that aren't very nice sometimes to us, that negative self-talk that, um, that can assist greatly in adding to that plate of overwhelm. Um, so it's not, as I said before, it's not just your task list. It's um, the emotions um, that are that are happening within you and around you. You might have someone in your life that has is in crises all the time, uh, or someone that's very negative that you need to deal with all of the time that that adds weight. Um, I know sometimes there are uh, people that I talk to who just sort of suck the life out of me, <laughs> you know, and, and there are people who, who uh, light me up and bring joy. So it depends on who you're hanging out with that can add to your plate of, um, of what you take on and how much you, how good your boundaries are, how much you allow yourself um, to be affected by somebody else's bad day or bad mood or circumstances. So how much are you allowing yourself to take on personally? And where do you draw that boundary um, so that you can help yourself to manage what you already have to do? Overwhelm seems to me almost like a has a spiraling quality about it. Yeah, it almost like it, it seemed like the hole seems to get deeper for a lot of people, even though they, you know, that that old um, image of the person digging to try to get out of the hole, and they just <laughs> It just seems to keep going down no matter how much they keep digging. Is that what it's like for someone who feels overwhelmed, that that old patterns catch up with them and they're kind of using old strategies to try to resolve a problem? Or maybe it's that the problem is not totally well-defined. Is that also another pitfall for people who are in this experience of overwhelmed, stressed out, on the verge maybe of burned out or, or burnt out maybe? Yeah, it can be hard to gain perspective, and I do talk a lot about that in the journey is is how to gain a little bit of perspective on what's happening, um, because sometimes it it can all you see are the sides of the walls of that hole, <laughs> you know, rather than being above it and seeing everything else that's going on around it. Um, I think people also don't cut themselves a break. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's not unusual to feel overwhelmed. There are so many people in this boat um, feeling this way. And a lot of us are really good at faking it till we make it. Um, but if you dig down a little deeper, there are probably more people in your world than, than you realize who are feeling this way. And often we silo ourselves and don't, uh, don't, don't ask for the help when we need it. Don't say no when we really need to say no because we've got all sorts of fear around what will they think of me and you know, what if I'm, I can't do that? And, and sometimes the expectations are, I'm speaking for myself here. Sometimes my expectations of myself are really ridiculous. You know, it doesn't matter if I get, you know, the Christmas dinner table favors made. Nobody's going to care, right? <laughs> I mean, that's such a silly example. Not but, if they can't eat, but, <laughs> they can't eat them, no one's going to care. But, you know, do I need to make hand-painted truffles to have at every plate? You know, whatever it is. Um, um, it, you know, it could, could relate to your work. It could relate, you know. So when is, when is enough enough for you to still feel good about what you're doing uh, without, you know, having to be that, that certain wow factor, that level that you might desire for yourself and no one else is really going to notice if you don't do it. So it's things like that. Yeah. 
there's also this interesting question of, is there ever a point of having enough that will make you feel enough? Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people in the state of overwhelm are, are very much stuck in that trap. If, if I only just kept doing and pleasing and, um, or if I just continue avoiding, which is the other, um, <laughs> overwhelms ugly cousin, um, I'll start feeling better. I'll feel better about myself. Do you see that hamster wheel process, this kind of endless cycle of eventually I'll catch up and I'll start feeling good about me? Right. Well, I just, I actually read a blog post this week by um, uh, an influencer, Seth Godin. I don't know if you know who he is, but uh, it was called If When. And it was uh, all about if this happens, you know, or when this happens, maybe it was when this, I can't remember. It was two words put together and it was, you know, if this happens, then maybe it was, if then, if this happens, then I will be X or if this happens, then this will be wonderful. And, and we live in this state of uh, lack Um, we're, we're in this place of lack. Um, You know, we don't have this. If we just had this, it would be so much better, right? And our advertising is all based on that. Um, you know, in you know, if you have this car, if you have these sunglasses, or whatever the case may be. But it's it's going deeper with things like that. It's going a little deeper. Like, how are you talking to yourself? And what is actually the reality, um, as opposed to the story we tell about the reality? Um, and and so it's it's getting down and getting quiet and getting into what you're thinking and what you're telling yourself. And one of the things I say in the journey is don't believe everything you think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, because our brains are constructed to keep us safe and they don't like change. So <laughs> so we're trying to keep everything in that you know safe zone. And so we go back to the old loops and we go back to the old emotions and the old stories and the old feelings because that's safe and comfortable, even if it's not constructive. Yeah. The, br- the brain also likes conditional formatting. If X, then Y, you talk about, you know, that, yeah. that quote or that concept from Seth Godin. And I think it's, yeah. but it's important to also understand that conditions are constricting. You know, yeah. they narrow our lives. They force us into a very specific, not only do they force us into very specific ways of being, but they then tend to become very unhelpful patterns. Right. Because right. interestingly enough, as we all discover about life, no matter what we set as the conditions, life has all kinds of interesting ways of breaking down those conditions, like pandemics <laughs> or, or other kinds of mini pandemics in our lives that just shake things up entirely. So if you want an A equals B kind of life, you might have to inhabit a different planet or a different uni- <laughs> parallel universe where those kind of stringent rules can apply all the time. That's a, it's a hard way to live under that kind of confinement. Well, it is because then you're fighting against what is. And and whenever you're fighting against what is, like, oh, I wish it wasn't raining, you know? I mean, that's what a waste of energy because, hey, it is raining. <laughs> so <laughs> you can sit there fighting about it and wasting all sorts of energy and emotions on that, or you can, you know, get out your umbrella or whatever. Um, so it's sort of that kind of thing. It's like how much energy are we willing to put in in what space um, because we only have a finite amount of energy and we all have the same number of hours in a day. And so how are we going to organize ourselves and what are we going to 
allow and what are we not going to allow? And I mean, stuff happens. And sometimes you don't have control over what you have to do in a day because circumstances arise. But there's an awful lot you do have control over. And so that's sort of what I'm trying to get at with the journey is to help people get control over what it is they can control um, externally, but internally as well. Hmm. I honestly don't know anyone who does not you know, confront this feeling of being overwhelmed. And sometimes they express it as being stressed out or again, yeah. burnt out. There's, there's all kinds of siblings in that playing in that similar sandbox. What will people experience on this journey with you? What's, what's important that they understand about how you want to support them in a transformational process of moving from this experience of overwhelm to finding greater space and openness and ease in their lives? Well, I think one of the main things to to think about is is it's not a once and done experience. It's a practice. And so I'm hoping to offer ways that people can recognize, um, first of all, that they're going into that spiral, as you say, or into that state, uh, because it is a state of being. Um, and it's not a state that's never going to come again. Uh, we're not guaranteeing to alleviate it forever, but what what I'm hoping to do is to help uh, the person taking the journey recognize the signs of it and then to offer some practices that can be repeated um, forever <laughs> um, to help manage um, that that so that so that they don't get into um, that, that feeling of being completely overcome with it, you know, recognizing, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm heading towards overwhelm. What can I do? And what things can I drop off that plate? What things can I postpone? What things can I um, outsource? What things can I manage differently? And, and you know, um, what boundaries can I set so that I can take care of myself, um, which is really, really uh, something we don't do very well sometimes. Mm. As a final invitation for people to come into this journey, what kind of mindset would you recommend that they, or disposition that would you recommend that they assume as as they move down this journey with you? I would say an open mind. Um, it is a process. And um, while we talk about a practical hands-on system for the practical tasks on the plate. We also talk about um, that inner work. So um, some some willingness to try things, some patience, um, and, uh, and some openness. We'll have some discussion. Um, there's a place for journaling in the app. And, um, and my hope is that this is a, a sort of self-discovery journey that will um, uh, that will serve um, to alleviate some of that overwhelm and sort of to give a sense of, oh, good, I have, you know, ways to cope when this arises again. Keep on exploring. Jen invites you to go on a huddle journey on moving beyond the experience of being overwhelmed and taking back your life.